0: Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, aka Triumvir Clio.
1: Hello again. Welcome back. I'm bringing this short episode to you on a Monday to give myself a bit more breathing room to write the longer tragedy and epics episodes. Well, that, and I was sure that this chapter was longer. I mean, It's about Bellerophon. There are lots of stories about his adventures, aren't there? Yeah, not in the Bibliotheca. Or at least not in Book 2, Chapter 3, which is the subject of today's episode. As a reminder, I'm using the Fraser translation, easily accessible online. Bellerophon is the son of Glaucus and the grandson of Sisyphus, who is one of my favorites simply because of a Frazz comic strip featuring a character trying to build a snowman on top of a hill. I used to have that hanging on my bulletin board. Anyway, this is about Bellerophon. He accidentally kills his brother, Deliades. Um, Or maybe it's Pyrrhon? Unless it's Alcmenes. It all depends on who you ask. Whoever he kills, he goes to Proteus and is purified of his crime. While there, Boya falls in love with him, and it's very Joseph and Potiphar's wife, if you're familiar with either chapter 35 of Genesis, or Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And in case you're wondering how I know which chapter of Genesis, it's not because I can quote chapter and verse of the Bible. It's because I know the musical. It's all there in chapter 35 of Genesis. But I digress. Sthenaboya keeps sending Bellerophon love notes, which he rejects. So, she tells Proteus that Bellerophon sent her a love note instead. Proteus believes her, but he decides that revenge is a dish best served by someone else, so he gives Bellerophon a letter to deliver to Iobates. The contents of the letter? Kill Bellerophon. But Eobates doesn't want to get his hands dirty, so he sends Bellerophon to kill the Chimera because there's no way to survive that task. The Chimera, in case you've forgotten or have gotten your mythical monsters mixed up, consists of three creatures mashed together. It has a lion's head, a dragon's tail, and for good measure, a fire-breathing goat's head coming out of its back. Where did this creature come from? Well, it was bred by Amesadaris, which Homer says, so it must be true. And it's the child of Typhon and Echidna, which Hesiod tells us. But Bellerophon mounts Pegasus and is able to shoot the Chimera from above. Yes, Bellerophon and Pegasus, not Heracles and Pegasus. Since that doesn't work, sending uh, Bellerophon to kill the Chimera... Iobates orders him to fight the Solini, which Bellerophon also survives. So then Iobates sends him to fight the Amazons, which Bellerophon also survives. So Iobates decides that the only way to kill a hero is with an ambush, but Bellerophon kills the man lying in wait for him. After that, Iobates gives up. He apologizes to, Be- to Bellerophon and shows him the letter. He then gives his daughter Philanoe in marriage, and Bellerophon becomes king after Iobades dies. And that's the end of the chapter. Seriously, all those adventures and no details. But I do want to talk briefly about Sthenaboya, or about that myth in general. I already noted one other iteration of it, um, from Genesis with Potiphar's wife, right? We can also see something similar in the story of Phaedra, in Phaedra, we do get some possible explanation of why she behaves the way she does, depending on the telling. We've got one version where it's because she's been you know struck st- cursed by the gods effectively. Um, we will see another telling of it in the Roman um, tragedies. Seneca has a version of her story as well. So we get we get some possible explanation for Phaedra, but we don't for Stnaboya. Is she just being petty when she turns around and says that, oh, it's Bellerophon who's in in love with me, not me in love with Bellerophon? Is she trying to save face? Was she found out, and so she needs to make it look like she didn't do anything wrong? But the story isn't about her, so her actions are merely a plot point driving what happens to Bellerophon. And because these stories are written down by men, her story gets left out. So what do you think of (laughs) Bellerophon? Pop over to the blog and share, or share anything else this chapter made you think about. I came up with a surprising number of discussion prompts when I was writing that. Anyway, the blog is at triumvirclio.school.blog. The URL and maybe a link are in the show notes. You can also find me on Patreon as Triumvir Clio. That address is in the show notes too, should you feel so inclined. In the next episode, we will cover Seneca's Agamemnon for real this time. Not just talking about Seneca, actually getting into the play. Talk to you then.
0: You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing, just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.